Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. KFI AM640, you're listening to the John Cobell Podcast on the iHeartRadio app. We're on the radio from 1 until 4, then after 4 o'clock, it's uh, John Cobell's show on demand. That's what we're calling it. It's uh, the podcast version. It's the same as this, and uh, you can listen to it anytime you want, whatever you missed. Thank you. Uh, we are going to start uh, immediately with uh, the Jeffrey Epstein uh, 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 story. <laughs> it's really a sordid thing. And uh, yesterday, we had Laura Ingle from News Nation. News Nation is a real good uh, new cable news network. So you should find it on your cable system. And Laura, who uh, worked on our show in KFI uh, for a long time, a while back, uh, she's now their uh, national news reporter, and she's covering this Epstein case. And uh, it's it's a sprawling case. Uh, let's get Laura on immediately. Oh, she's not quite there yet? Okay. Uh, it, it helps if somebody tells me this before I start introducing the guest <laughs> you may have heard some tidbits here and uh it's amazing how many people with uh tawdry sexual histories are connected to this who knew epstein i read that epstein was worth five 
$180 million. And his townhome in Manhattan was worth $51 million. And to this day, nobody has been able to figure out where he got the money. He was supposed to be this Wall Street finance guy, trader. They can't find anyone on Wall Street who did business with him, right? Because when you're buying and selling, you need somebody that you're buying and selling from or to. Uh, and, and they're just not aware of a source of the money. And there, there are rumors that he was working with the CIA, working with Mossad, uh, he obviously got a sweetheart deal back in 2008 when they had him nailed on uh, on sex charges and only got a year of jail time. And I believe that was weekends. Uh, so, uh, it, you know, it's pretty clear that he was he there were a lot of important people in Washington, D.C. who were uh, his customers, put it that way. And then this particular. Uh, well, the, the root of the root of this data leak. Yesterday, it was supposedly over 900 pages. Uh, it was because one of his girls, Virginia Joffrey, she is the one who went most public describing what went on uh, with, in Epstein's mansion, in his palatial estate on Orgy Island. And she was filing a civil lawsuit against Epstein. And... It was settled. She got her money. But a lot of, there were a lot of depositions, a lot of lawyer interviews. And a lot of people's names were mentioned in those depositions. And the contents of all that legal work done in preparation for the civil lawsuit had been sealed by a judge uh, up until yesterday. So when you hear names, while... You know, you can draw your own conclusions as to which of these people may have been customers. Uh, there, there was nothing in these court documents that specifically uh, described or charged anybody with, or, or proved that anybody had committed a specific crime. You just have to use your imagination when you go through the names. And the judge in the case is Loretta Presco of the uh, U.S. District Court, Southern District of New York. And... Um, Obviously, President Clinton was involved. I think Clinton got the most uh, the most mentions, uh, more than fifty times in the filings. Although every newspaper, you know, everybody, everybody in the media has an allegiance to the Clintons. They uh, had to stress it did not indicate any evidence of illegality on Clinton's part. Doesn't mean there wasn't there was not illegality, just no evidence of it. And uh, now the the the, uh, the story that got most play regarding Clinton is that apparently Epstein made a comment once that he, meaning Clinton, Clinton likes them young. Um, and Jeffrey Epstein told one of his victims that specific line that Clinton likes them young. Uh, there was another Epstein accuser, Johanna Soberg, uh, records related to her were made public Wednesday night. Uh, and Soberg was asked whether Epstein ever talked to her about Clinton. And that's, that's where this line came from Soberg. Now, Clinton has always insisted he knew nothing about Epstein's crime. 
and issued a statement that he only traveled on his private plane uh, four times. Uh, he lied about that because <laughs> subsequently released flight records indicated that Clinton joined Epstein on the plane at least 26 times. And for the first few years that Clinton was president, this goes back to the 1990s, visitor logs indicated Epstein uh, showed up at the White House 17 times. So you're looking at 26 flights, 17 visits by Epstein to Clinton. And most of the visits were recorded as being to the West Wing. Uh, there is one photo that was released in 2020 showing the president having his shoulders massaged by one of Epstein's accusers. And I've seen that photo. It is real. And that was during a 2002 stopover for the refueling of Epstein's jet. Also, Donald Trump was mentioned in a deposition by another woman, Johanna Soberg. Um, Soberg, she was said she was on Epstein's private plane when once it was diverted to Atlantic City because of bad weather. They went to one of Trump's casinos where she and Virginia Joffrey, who was too young to gamble, walked around before returning to the plane. And Epstein said, uh, call up Trump. And uh, there's nothing in the deposition that says whether Epstein and Trump had a conversation, whether they got together that night, uh, whether they visited one of Trump's casinos, whether Epstein was bringing uh, a, uh, a batch of girls over to Trump. Uh, they have a partial listing of, of people here who uh, have been associated with Epstein. And an association could mean anything from uh, they met at a party or they were invited to one of Epstein's parties to they were a uh, active customer. So you got Clinton and Trump. You have the former governor of New Mexico, Bill Richardson, the former senator from Maine, George Mitchell, uh, the former senator from Ohio and astronaut hero, John Glenn. Of course, Prince Andrew, who's his own chapter in all of this. Uh, academics, Harvard academics like Alan Dershowitz and Lawrence Summers and Steven Pinker. Then you have the Hollywood crowd, Chris Tucker, Kevin Spacey, Harvey Weinstein, Woody Allen. Wow. That's the triple crown there, huh? Spacey, Weinstein, and Allen. Uh, Bill Gates. Uh, Charlie Rose, the old CBS anchor who had his own sex scandal. I was just counting all the people who had their own sex scandals separate from anything they did with Epstein. It would be Charlie Rose here. And uh, Bill Gates and Woody Allen and Harvey Weinstein and, and Kevin Spacey, Prince Andrew. I mean, all these people had all kinds of terrible things going on apart from Epstein. It's, uh, it's kind of funny how all these guys found each other. Gee, what do what, what, you think they were going to him for financial advice? What a lot. Uh so we come back. Uh, we'll see if uh, Laura's ready. And if she's not ready, uh, we'll move on. There's a few other things. Oh, we got to go into Prince Andrew's underaged orgy on Epstein Island. Hmm. Or I thought it was Epstein's orgy island. You're listening to John Kobelt on demand from KFI AM 640. We're on from 1 to 4 after 4 o'clock. Uh, John Kobelt show on demand. Also on the iHeart app. All right, so we're, we're going to continue with the uh, with the Epstein story because there's much more to do. But our producer, Ray Lopez, is going to explain now so you know what goes on behind the scenes here because I, I went through an introduction for Laura Engel. Yeah, it's all News hot Nation. and heavy right here. Yeah, but so, something is going, going on. Oh, yeah, absolutely. When Laura doesn't show up, 
either uh, either someone died or she died, <laughs> but someone's dead. Right, right. Something's happening, and because uh, I could always, you know, we could always count on Laura. Yeah, you know, for the, all the stuff that she uh, she's done for us over the years. So when she didn't call, I'm panicking, right? And what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? I'm calling Laura. I'm texting Laura, and, and nothing. And I, and I call her her handler, and, and the handler's cool. She has a cool handler over there, and, and at News Nation, and they're great, by the way. News Nation's awesome. She they're, has a handler. Yeah. Are you yeah. my handler? Uh, eh, no. Yeah, I <laughs> I'll handle you if you want me to. No, I don't want that. All right. right. So uh, come to find out, uh, more docs just dropped. Ah. More names are being released right now, have been released. And what happened yesterday is after we found out that some of because we were waiting all all afternoon for these docs to drop, and it's Eastern time. Yes. And so we figured that we would get it early because Eastern time, uh, the close of business happens three hours ahead of us. So it, it didn't happen until, what, what almost 6 o'clock Eastern time, right. 3 o'clock our time. And uh, the uh, docs that dropped, the website crashed because everybody was going to that website looking for names. And then when you download the 1,000 pages, then you got to go through them. Mm-hmm. And then you don't want to say someone was or wasn't. You got to be careful. You got to find the context, whether right. they were customers or they just showed up at a dinner party. So what happened, what Laura explained yesterday is – uh, everybody took a chunk of of the documents and kind of went through them because everybody wants to be first with names. Mm-hmm. But eventually, the names were going to, you know, the turds were going to rise to the top of the bowl. I noticed, because uh, I, I went home, and during the evening, I was uh, checking on the main news sites, and, and nobody really had anything. It seemed to take a big, because I guess the site crashed. So nobody had any of the names at all for several hours that I saw. And what we found out yesterday was yesterday was just the first drop. They're going to come, and they're going to come sporadically over the next couple of days. And no one knows when they're going to drop, but some just dropped. So that's why Laura didn't come on. That's why she's going to come on later in in the show whenever she gets off set and whenever she can can give us a call. And whenever she has something. Because Laura's not going to come on. She didn't have anything. We always want to bring people on who have something. If Laura's going to have something, and I know she will, uh, she'll have some more, more names for us. All right. Well, when she when she calls, we'll we'll put her on again. Now, here's some of the stuff that we did learn from yesterday's uh, documents that were released. Weirdest one is Stephen Hawking. Remember Stephen Hawking? Uh, he was the genius physicist. Uh, he, he wrote he, he wrote a book. Uh, I think it was called A Brief History of Time. It's the only book in my life that I tried to read and I didn't understand it. Uh, he was trying to mainstream very technical, complicated physics. And I guess he did a good job, but uh, I, I hit a wall at some point, and I, I, I couldn't go any further. And he was very well known. If you remember, he was in a wheelchair. He had uh, Lou Gehrig's disease, ALS. And so he his body uh, gradually became completely paralyzed. He lost his voice. Uh, he couldn't speak anymore, couldn't move anymore. And if you remember in his later years, his head tilted to the right because he'd lost... Because his, all, all your muscles are trophy when you have ALS. And after a while, you can't swallow and you can't breathe and you die. So he is basically sideways, right? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. His yeah, head was, would guy. tilt to the side. And I remember he would talk to his, through some sort of, uh, uh, well, I, I think he would, he would type he would type on a, on a keyboard and that would create an electronic voice. So that's how he communicated. He would have one of those robot voices. Hi, I am Stephen Hawking. So I saw he was listed in this, and I thought, oh, what the hell? And he's mentioned in an email 
in which Jeffrey Epstein told Ghislaine Maxwell, Epstein's girlfriend, that she was authorized to offer a reward to people if they could disprove claims that Stephen Hawking had taken part in an underage orgy. And it was friends of Virginia Jeffrey, who was the original woman who came forward with the Epstein story publicly. Jeffrey was a teenager at the time while this was going on. So uh, Epstein told Ghislaine Maxwell, offer money, a reward to Virginia Jeffrey or to her friends if they could disprove. Now, I, there's no way to disprove anything. Everyone knows that. You can't prove a negative. Uh, you can't disprove uh, that that uh, something didn't happen. Or In any event, I thought it was the strangest thing that Stephen Hawking, of all people, would be, would be mentioned in an underage orgy. I mean, I can't imagine how that would work. So if you get sick and you're, and you're sideways in a, in, in, in with this Luke <laughs> Eric's disease, you could still be a dirtbag? Is that how it works? Well, that, see, I thought his body was not functioning anymore. So I, 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 I don't know. Just because he uh, can't know, feel it doesn't, well. Well, <laughs> well, I remember this, that movie that came out about Stephen Hawking. What, what, I forget what it was called. It came out a few years back. Uh, and, and I think he, he had some, yeah. He, he had he, some I, sensation? Well, he, he, I think he uh, messed up on his wife or something like that. And, and, and when he started. So after he was in the it, wheelchair? Yeah, well, even, yeah, even, even. After it, he got the disease. Yeah, I vaguely well, remember that. The movie, he, it's called The Theory of Everything. And yes, I think I remember the, right? the, the, the woman that played his wife. That Yes, she mentioned or, or he mentioned that he was still able to, still, you know, do the deed. It, it shows you what guys are like, though. Guy's in a wheelchair. He can't even hold his head up straight. He's uh, almost completely paralyzed. But if he has a crack to cause some trouble with a girl, he's. Men will be men, right? Yeah, Even if they're geniuses. This, this, and and, <laughs> and of ALS. That's right. <laughs> Your penis doesn't know you're a genius. Uh, uh, Prince Andrew, he, in these papers, he's accused of being in an orgy with numerous underage girls. Nobody's trying to disprove that. Uh, they There was a story this week that Prince Andrew was tormented over the idea his name was going to be dragged into the scandal again. By the way, if you've ever seen the video of Prince Andrew trying to deny that he had anything to do with Epstein and the girls, uh, it is a classic of its kind. It was the worst denial interview, the most embarrassing denial interview ever, anybody had ever done on Earth. It was the worst attempt to do spin control, to try to uh, neuter a story. You watch that, and it's like you're absolute. If you weren't certain beforehand, he confirmed it with, without ever confirming it that he was up to no good. Um, of course, they more or less kicked him out of the family. Uh, he no longer has his press spokesperson. Uh, in fact, uh, he doesn't have anybody representing him anymore. Uh, and there were this. This goes back to 2014. Two women um, wanted to join a case here in the United States. Uh, that claiming that their their rights were violated by the United States because they entered into a secret non-prosecution agreement regarding Epstein and his associates. Um, and in the document, they said Ghislaine Maxwell persuaded 
a 15-year-old girl to come to Epstein's mansion uh, and Epstein and Maxwell turned it into a sexual encounter and this happened to many, many other victims. And then it goes on to say that uh, Epstein forced Jane Doe number three to have sexual relations with a member of the British royal family, Prince Andrew, also known as the Duke of York. Uh, Jane Doe number three was forced to have sexual relations with this prince when she was a minor in three separate locations in London at Ghislaine Maxwell's apartment in New York and on Epstein's private island in the Virgin Islands in an orgy with numerous other underage girls. Uh, Epstein instructed Jane Doe number three that she was to give the prince whatever he demanded and required Jane Doe number three to report back to him on the details of the sexual abuse. Oh, my God. This is just Maxwell facilitated Prince Andrew's acts of sexual abuse by acting as a madam for Epstein. Therefore, she was guilty of internationally trafficking Jane Doe the third. And Epstein's purpose in lending Jane Doe, along with the other young girls, to such powerful people were to ingratiate himself with them for business, personal, political, and financial gain and obtain potential blackmail information, hence his $480 million, $580 million fortune. And if he's working with the CIA and he's working with Mossad, which is the Israeli intelligence, and he's capable of compromising important world figures, important national political figures with his sexual antics with uh, Orgy Island and his Lolita Express plane. You can see how all this connects. There was a purpose to this. Then Mossad or the CIA could get people to do what they want them to do because Epstein had already videotaped all their weird sexual acts with underage girls. And not only would they have the embarrassment of those videotapes or photos hanging over them, but the crimes that they likely committed with the girls. So this wasn't just a pervert here. That's what makes this even more fascinating. It wasn't just a rich pervert with a lot of rich celebrity friends. This was a guy that the U.S. and the Israeli government was using, perhaps, to manipulate people for their own purposes. And that's why... Jeffrey Epstein died in, in, in prison. And that's why we've never seen any of the videos, any of the photos. That's why Ghislaine Maxwell wouldn't, wouldn't testify about Epstein, not one syllable. She wouldn't say, to this day, hasn't revealed anything, and she knows everything. So there's, there's, there's such a huge story, and I think they've also compromised people at the networks. I think probably network executives have been involved in, in Epstein's shenanigans. In fact, uh, uh, we'll get into this later again, but there were a lot, of, a lot of anchors, television anchors, who dined at Epstein's house, including Katie Couric, George Stephanopoulos. Uh, I mentioned Charlie Rose. I, I mean, he, he had, um, let me see what, I, what else I have here. Uh, Chelsea Handler, the comedian. So... I don't know. Yeah, I always, I always kind of laugh when, because I'm not a I'm not a QAnon guy, but the one thing about QAnon, you know, they always thought said there was this uh, child sex racket going on in Washington, which the way they described it wasn't true, but it wasn't that far off from what Epstein was running, involving all these people in the media, in journalism, in politics, wealthy uh, uh, business executives. Wasn't completely different.
from what the QAnon story was about. All right. Well, uh, we've got. Oh, you know what we got coming up? Uh, when we come back, Karen Bass has gone on a, a big victory dance over the last month, celebrating her one year in office. And of course, every time she cleaned up a homeless encampment, there was a there was a, a big media event, and she took a lot of credit. And what did we always say from moment one? Yeah, but they're going to be back. Well, she got caught big time because she cleaned up an encampment in Hollywood last year to much acclaim, and they came back. Boy, did they come back. We got a story on that next. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Michael Rappaport, and my wife, Kibi Rappaport, starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to John Cobalt on demand from KFI AM640. We're on the radio from 1 until 4. And if you miss something, eh, after 4 o'clock, it's John Cobalt's show on demand on the iHeart app as well. And, uh, you know, it's tough for us to do this show here because we're always on one side and the rest of the media is on the other side. Karen Bass holds these media events where they clean up a homeless encampment 
Everybody covers it. Everybody says, hooray, look at what she's doing. She's keeping her campaign promises. She's doing what she said she would do. She's making the city better. And we stand on the sideline going, oh, yeah? Let's wait and see. Yeah. And then a year later, she does a, a, a victory tour, a vi extended victory dance. Why, look what we did here, and look what we did there, and look how you know, we tackled homelessness, and we got thousands off the street, and it's all nonsense, all horse manure. But the media says, yes, yes, look what she did. Look what she did. This is what, what we told you. Number one, these encampments were all going to be temporary, and everybody would be back because rarely does the city follow up and make sure that no one recreates the little village that had, in this case, been in Hollywood for years. We've got a story now from ABC7, Josh Haskell, on a Hollywood encampment that suddenly rematerialized. A few days ago, Adrian Snyder in the gray t-shirt asks a homeless man who he says lives at the encampment near Cahuenga on the 101 freeway to please leave the restaurant he's owned for 18 years, Solar de Cahuenga. The homeless man instead decides to throw a beer at Snyder, barely missing his head. It was scary. I have to call the police. I have to do what I call citizen arrest. I know, and it's hard because I have a son, a 13-year-old, and I know sometimes I have to put myself out there. Snyder says he was hopeful when Los Angeles Mayor Karen Bass took office and decided to make the first homeless encampment clearing of her inside safe operation, the encampment one block from his Hollywood business under the 101 freeway at Cahuenga. And although most who live there were housed, some spread out into the neighborhood, and one year later, the encampment has returned. I contact them probably 10, 15 times the last two or three months. I have emails that I send and everything, and nobody returned to me, and nobody, nobody even uh, uh, addressed it. So I would completely feel abandoned. I feel like it's putting a Band-Aid on a, on a bigger problem. So clearly, whatever she's doing so far, it, it's, it doesn't look like it's working. I guarantee you, by the end of the year, those tents will be cleared as well. That was Los Angeles Mayor Karen Bass almost one month ago telling Eyewitness News the repopulation of the encampment under the 101 freeway at Cahuenga would be gone by the end of 2023. But the new encampment has only grown even though a promise of inside safe was that all 33 encampments cleared would not return. We asked Mayor Bass about this on Wednesday. We're a little late, but I guarantee you we are going for it. What we're going to do immediately this month is go back to all of the sites and make sure that repopulation has not taken place. Nearly 2,000 people were moved off the streets into interim housing through Inside Safe and Bass's first year in office. But only a few hundred of the nearly 2,000 housed under Inside Safe have moved into permanent housing. I think it is egregious to have a de facto policy that says you stay in a tent, you stay on the street until we build a brick and mortar building. So temporary housing, I hope it's short, stay, but is a far cry from a tent on a street. Now, a fence was put up after this encampment was first cleared to keep the encampment from coming back. A few months later, that fence was taken down, reopening the sidewalk, but as you can see, the sidewalk is blocked once again well what's the point of all this they they take down the encampment they put up a fence they take down the fence the encampment comes back then she goes public at the end of last year saying oh i guarantee this will be taken down by the end of the year
late. And we're a little late. Oh, what do you know? Why don't you have officers going by there? Well, they should be going by there. It's it's the 101 and Cahuenga Boulevard. That's a very busy stretch. Aren't any LAPD officers driving down that route anytime? We're right? a little late. And, and then the officer stops and he sees there's two tents up and he goes to the tents and say, no, no, no. That's against the law. Violation here. Bye-bye. See you. Right? They're taking them down now. And they took them down a year ago. So why not take them down one by one when they pop up? The police are driving by there anyway. And this is what I'm saying. She makes promises. She clears out the encampment. Wants all kinds of applause. And then does that, the easy part is the follow-up. The hard part is taking down an encampment if there's 30 or 50 tents. The easy part is to pick them off one at a time. I, I am totally baffled. And then she's always got an answer. It's like, well, well, you know, uh, you're moving forward. They always want to, they must be trained in politician school. Always talk about the future. Always talk about what you're going to do next. Never take any accountability for how you screwed up and how you lied. Basically, it's a lie, okay? If she didn't have a plan, if she didn't have order her administrators and LAPD to take those tents down, the minute they go up, if she didn't have that plan, then she knew they were going to come back. And she intentionally misled everyone. And, of course, nobody in the media challenge. Nobody in the media challenges her on any of this. Somebody should have said on day one, so we could have gotten a recording of this, are you going to take down any new tents as soon as they appear at that spot? Force her to say yes. But she knows the idiots in the media are going to wander away and forget the story. Until, until what happens? Adrian Snyder trying to run a restaurant. It's all the guy's trying to do. You heard him. He's got a family trying to run a restaurant. And one of these weird, creepy, violent, disgusting homeless people come into his business and throws a beer bottle at Adrian's head after Adrian tried to get the guy to leave. I'm sure the homeless guy was weird and frightening, behaving badly. And he just happened to have a beer bottle to wing it to uh, Adrian's head. And the guy's, the guy's a dad. The guy's a family. He's running a restaurant. He's not supposed to be, uh, he didn't join a militia to go fight uh, a war in the Middle East. And this is what Karen Bass is number one. When she gets up in the morning, it should be, we got to get these people off the street because they're terrorizing and potentially harming normal taxpayers. But she's not on the normal taxpayer person's side. She's on the side of vagrants. And she talks about permanent housing. That's never happening. Not at a million dollars a pop. Just lie after lie after lie after lie. Moving on. We're a little late. We're a little late. We're a little late. We're a little late. More coming up. You're listening to John Cobalt on demand. From KFI AM 640. We're on from 1 till 4 after 4 o'clock. John Cobelt on demand on the iHeart app. Coming up after 2 o'clock, minutes away, Carl DeMaio, our old friend, got a radio show in San Diego. He's uh, held political office. He's running again for the California Assembly. He runs uh, activist organizations that have recalled politicians, got referendums on the ballot. 
and he is putting out a warning, and uh, we want to amplify the warning. In March, March the 5th, it's the California primary. They're going to put propositions on the ballot. You might not be interested in voting in a primary, but you ought to show up and vote, and you ought to vote no on Proposition 1. And this is about uh, uh, providing funding for homelessness. And you are going to see, after Carl explains why this is another scam, it's another shakedown. You notice how much money did we spend? How many billions did we spend on those uh, homeless initiatives back in 2017? Uh, uh, and, and you see, nothing's happened. They've built very little. There's more homeless people on the streets than ever before. The more money they spend, the more homeless we get. They've got another doozy of an idea, and Carl's going to explain uh, just after 2 o'clock why it's all wrong. All right, now this was humorous. Um, the assembly in Sacramento was uh, holding a session yesterday, and uh, 250 protesters showed up. And by the way, nobody ever shows up to, uh, no organization shows up to say, let's get the homeless off the streets. Let's lower the excessive taxes. Let's stop all the smash and grab robberies. No, 250 people show up demanding a ceasefire between Israel and Hamas. You imagine this? 250 gold-plated lunatics go to Sacramento to demand that the assembly instigate a ceasefire in Israel, which I think is 8,000 miles away, maybe 7,000. Here is a little audio of this of the ceasefire people chanting ceasefire now. It's like a religious hymn. went on for two hours that was 45 seconds did they sing the whole two hours by the way israel is 7300 miles from here and these 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 idiots barge into the assembly and start singing their stupid ceasefire hymn what's the assembly supposed to do they can't even stop a 7-eleven from being burglarized what, 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 they're going to stop a war? And these Palestinian protesters, Israel's never going to stop. You should have figured this out by now. This is going on, what, three months? Three months. No, really. They're going to they're gonna keep bombing until every last Hamas guy is dead or surrenders. Well, and do these people not realize in the last couple of weeks, Israel has offered Hamas a couple of ceasefires and Hamas is the one that said no? No, they don't know anything. I, 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 tell me why the assembly, we're paying them to do our business. Actually, it's probably better they were at a session for two hours. The less, <laughs> the less they're in session, the better. You know what? I want to pay these protesters to, uh, to, to, to stop the assembly proceedings. 
This, uh, I, 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 and listen to this. Uh, remember this name. Assemblyman Mike Gibson from Carson says, we hear them, we support them. Well, what do you mean we support them? He, he's speaking on behalf of who exactly? He's supporting these uh, pro-Hamas protesters? These uh, pro-terrorist uh, protesters? We hear them, we support them? Does that mean you're, you're anti-Israel? You're anti-defending uh, yourself when you've been so viciously attacked? Who the hell is this Mike Gibson? And uh, they went after Scott Weiner. Scott Weiner is the Jewish caucus co-chair. And uh, apparently the protesters were chanting, Scott Weiner, you can't hide. We charge you with genocide. And, and Weiner actually tries to respond like to protesters. That's disgusting and false. Apparently supporting Israel's existence is enough for them to say that we're supporting genocide. And that is really problematic. I hate that word. That's one of those new age progressive words. It's problematic. 2,000 years went by and no one ever said the word problematic because it was never a word. And then all these woke progressives decided anything that irritates them is problematic. Not that it's a problem. Uh, well, you know, Wiener has been part of this progressive movement. He's known that the progressive movement has had very strong anti-Israeli, anti-Jewish feelings since forever because they consider Israel to be made up of oppressive white people who are subjugating the Palestinians. And Hamas is just trying to fight to defend these poor subjugated Palestinians. By the way, if you want the war to end and all the bloodshed to end, all Hamas has to do is completely surrender. All the Hamas leaders, all the Hamas soldiers, all walk out into the desert with their hands up, drop their weapons, and say, take us to your prison. And give back the hostages. And give back the hostages. I'm, I'm not officially negotiating, but I'm just, well, I was just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, so that, that's what you do. The reason this goes on and more Palestinians get killed is because Hamas will not surrender. And the reason they don't want to surrender is first chance they get, they want to go back and uh, kill all the Israelis and all the Jews they can find. That's their purpose here. And by the way, I have seen several polls and the support for Hamas in Palestine is about 75%. Uh, right, in Gaza. And if there was actually an election, the Hamas guys would win overwhelmingly. These families support Hamas. They raise their sons to be soldiers in Hamas. These aren't innocent people in Gaza. Sure, a few are, but a lot of them, I mean, I mean, the, the average age in Gaza, I, I think is, is I mean, a huge percentage of the people in Gaza are children. They have a lot of kids and the kids then end up in the Hamas army. So there's, there's, there's not a lot of innocence in Gaza, but no one's supposed to talk about that out loud because it makes people uncomfortable. It makes people uncomfortable when you hold the people who've enabled the Hamas regime to be in power. You point out, hey, you're, you voted for these people. You're not agitating to overthrow them. You're supporting them. You're supplying the new soldiers for them. You're raising your children with this intense hatred of Jews and Israel. You're not innocent. What do you think was going to happen?
Seriously, what did you think was going to happen? And the California Assembly is the most ineffective bunch of boobs in the history of political assemblies. There's nothing that they do right for us. They just make our lives worse and worse and worse. So they're, they're, they're going to save Gaza? Peace. All right, we come back. Carl DeMaio on Proposition 1. This is another scam. I saw today Governor Newsom went public. He's supporting it. If Newsom is supporting uh, this measure, then you know it's bad. And this is about uh, borrowing billions of dollars uh, to allegedly treat homelessness. Carl DeMaio is going to explain this racket. Coming up, Deborah Mark live in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to the John Cobalt Show podcast. You can always hear the show live on KFI AM640 from 1 to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.